This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. All right. So the guy comes, he's a speaker. His name is Weiss, I think. His last name is Weiss. So he comes to speak in my high school for the girls. And his subject is happiness. And how in any situation, any situation a person's in, you have to look for the good. And there's always good in every situation. Okay. So he tells the girls the following story. There was a man. He was a big ball player when he was a kid. And every guy has his dream. If you're very from Yeshiva Shigai, your dream is you should grow up to be a Shiva. But if you're not from, whatever it is, your dream is you should grow up to be a good baseball player. Right? So this father had this dream that he's finally got a son. He's a boy. He's going to be a great baseball player. Because he was a very good baseball player. So the kid hits nine years old. The father says, you know what? I'm sending you to Little League. Coach, you learn how to play. One day you're going to be like me. He's all excited as a son, you know. So the son goes. After six months, the father is very busy. He never has time to go to the game. After six months, the father says to his son, how about go, let's go outside and play catch? You know, let's play baseball. Son says, sure, Dad, we'll go play baseball. He says, well, says, well you, want to, you want to get up and hit or you want to be in the field? He says, no, I want to get up and hit. The father says, okay, I'll bring, I'll bring the glove. You get the bat. Let's go play. I have to get up. So, so the father's all excited. He's standing there with his glove, right? And the kid gets up. It's self-pitching, right? So the kid pull, throws up the ball. Whew, totally misses the ball. Ball hits the floor. Father says, the kid goes, Dad, was that amazing? The father thinking to himself, you know, the new wave, you don't tell the kid, you, you can't tell the kid, like, oh, man, you miserable, how'd you miss the ball, right? Because it's going to depress him, they're going to get depressed, they're going to commit suicide, and they'll be able to play You know, the, the therapist and pills, and uh, it's consummized. You can't tell them, like, you're not swinging well. You have to say, yeah, amazing, right? Kid says, yeah, you think that was amazing? Watch this. Father's like, I hope he hits it. And, like, you know, I spent all this money. Kid takes the ball, totally misses the ball, ball hits the floor. Dad, isn't that crazy? That's amazing. Well, I was like, yeah, it's amazing. He says, listen, my son, you have two strikes. If you miss the next one, strike three. If you get strike three, you're out. No, don't worry, Dad, don't worry. Everything's going to be great, don't worry. Takes the ball. <laughs> totally misses the ball. Ball hits the ground. What do you say, Dad? Wasn't that great? Three strikes, you're out. Amazing, isn't it amazing? Well, I was like, yeah, amazing! He's like mumbling to himself, oh my God, my kid stinks. <laughs> you know, he has, he has absolutely no natural talent. Maybe he has a tumor. You know, he missed, the, he missed the ball by that much. You know, like, I don't know, maybe we should go to therapist, psychiatrist. The kid thinks he's great. He didn't even touch the ball. I mean, this, this kid's a doctor, right? He doesn't look very happy. So the kid looks at his father and he says, Dad, aren't they amazing? Aren't they great? The father goes, yeah, you're amazing. You're great. Kid looks at his father and says, Dad, why are you so upset? Why are you sad? Father goes, no, no, no. I'm, I'm fine. Thinking to himself, strike out three. He's pitching to himself. He can't even hit the ball. Like, forget about it, right? Kid says, Dad, you, you, you know what position I play for the team? Father goes, no, I was never there. What, what position do you play? He goes, pitcher. <laughs> Anyone who understands that? Godless. Godless! He's waiting to hit the ball. 
and his whole thing is, I struck myself out. I'm a good pitcher. And I was sitting there. I was like, my girls, of course, they know what he's talking about. They're not baseball players. I'm like, wow. Wow. His father's like, hit the ball. He's like, no, I'm going to pitch it to myself. I'm going to pitch so good, I'm not going to be able to hit it. Aren't I great, Dad? He said, that's what a person has to see in every situation, is to see the other side of the coin. I, I thought it was godless. Whatever. You have to be there, maybe, but whatever. It's, it's such a such a hop at the end. He goes, I'm the pitcher. Three, three, three pitches, three strikes, strikeout. <coughs> perfect. Not one ball, like perfect. Not one tip, not one touch. I'm the perfect pitcher. <coughs> the longer you think about it, the more it makes sense. All right. I thought it was great. I wasn't ready for it. I'm usually ready for it. I wasn't ready for it. Okay, Vayetze Yaakov. Let's talk a little bit about Vayetze Yaakov. I don't think it's going to be such a long shit time because I'm really exhausted. But we'll try. Every time I say that, we're done anyway. So, All right. Okay, so here's what I spoke about tonight. And I spoke about a whole week. So, Rav Hirsch says this. I could never say this on my own. He says the following. He says, we see in last week's Pasha that Yitzchak loved Esav. And the Torah tells us that. And Rivka loved Yaakov. Yaakov is telling But Yav Yitzchak is Esav. Kitzai B'thiv. Rivka I have as Yaakov. Which is not such a good thing if your parents, that one parent loves one kid and one parent loves the other kid. What did they... Why does Terry tell us this? Terry tells us that because Yitzchak was very... I'm not saying Yitzchak's teva. Yitzchak was gvura, but he never left his father's house, even looking for a wife. Right? He was home because he couldn't leave the house because he was like, he was like, Katie, he was crazy. She wasn't allowed to leave Eretz Yisrael. He was home. He wasn't an outworthy per- person. He didn't do Kiruv. or the Brahma Vinu. In fact, all the people that they made a Choron after Yisrael they lost because he wasn't, he wasn't into that whole pay them, feed them, all that baloney. So, I mean, not baloney stuff, whatever. So all those people disappeared, Choron. But he was, re- and he was very quiet. He, he wasn't out there. He was very quiet. He was home all the time. He never left the house. Never. So, when Esav showed up, and you had this son that was out there in the fields, and it said, Kitsai Befiv, he, he used his mouth and he told his father about all his hunting escapades. I went out, and the lion attacked me, and I shot it, and his father, who was never out there, was like, wow, wow. So Esav used to come home every time from his hunting and tell his father about everything that's going on in the world. And his father was like, loved him for it. Rivka came from a crazy house. She came from Lavan. She came from Besuel. So she was looking for a little quiet. These guys were crooks and robbers and murderers, right? And she had this Yaakov who was the opposite of her. He was sitting and he was learning and he was quiet. So she was attracted to her son who had the opposite of what she was used to. And Yitzhak had a son that was opposite of what he was used to. That's what the Torah tells us, that each one loved that one. Now, Yitzhak loved Esau because he didn't live that way. And he had a cheshman. And this parasha is going to change the whole cheshman, this week's parasha. Yitzhak, Yitzhak's cheshman was 
that he, and, and it's just a very interesting point in because the Torah teach in bringing up children Yitzchak saw in Yaakov himself not Esav and Yaakov was an Ishtam Yeshev Ahalam and that's what what Yitzchak was Yitzchak didn't want Yaakov to go into the fields because he felt if he's going to go into the fields and 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 mix with the people, who knows what's going to happen to him? Meanwhile, Esav is out there mixed with the people, but he's coming asking questions. Do I have to get my sir? Do I have to do true? So he had a kid that could go out and do kiruv, could go out into the world, and he was great. He said, I'm not going to send Yaakov into the world. He's, he's like me. He's, I can't. I won't be able to pass that test. So he's Yosef Aholim. So the bracha that Yitzhak wanted to give, which was Gashmias, all, all the things from the earth, he didn't want to give Yaakov. Because he felt if I give it to Yaakov, this is very important, very important. If I give it to Yaakov, he's going to lose his, his Ruchnias. So he's learning, let him learn. Esau, he's doing good out in the field, in the world, and he's coming back from, let him be that. So who am I, who am I going to give I don't want to ruin my son who's learning and buy him a Lexus and a, and a house and food and business and, and, and get him out of yeshiva. So I don't want to take a chance with him. So the bracha, I want to give, I want to give Esau because Esau can handle Gashmis, Yaakov can't. And Rivka said wrong. Rivka said that Yaakov can handle Gashmis and Ruchnius. So go steal the Gashmis. Because Emein Kemach and Torah, Emein Torah and Kemach, it's a very good combination if it, if, if it works. And therefore, she knew Yaakov and she said, get the bracha for Gashmis. Yaakov didn't want the bracha. Yaakov said, I don't want it. He didn't want the bracha for Gashmis. He's sitting and learning. Leave me alone. Don't, you know, I don't need a car. I don't need a business. Don't send me to college. You know, I'm learning. He didn't want it. Rivka said, you need to have it. Okay. I just want you to understand, before Yaakov left, who he was. He was an Ishtam Yeshavahalam. Now, she told him, it's over. That party is over. You got to leave. His father said, "You got to leave. You got you to go." So, so they were like ripping this, this uh, from learning guy who didn't even know what a cell phone was, or a television is, or a movie is, or anything like that. He's just a guy who's staging in yeshiva, and then sending him to Lavan, who had a TV in every room, right? Had movies in every room. He had a voice of all over the house. How's he going to make it? And he comes back. What did he tell Esav? What did he tell Esav? He tells Esav something very interesting. In Love on Garti, right? The Tayyad Mitzvah Shamati. The last guy in the world who's interested that you stayed from is Esav. So, what is he coming and telling his brother Esau? By the way, I went to Lavon and I'm Shemesh Shabbos and I put on titches and I wear tefillin. That does not that does not impress Esau. You would have killed two hundred people. You would have stole all their money. That would have been nice. What is he telling him that for? What he was telling him was that the only reason that you were getting the bracha that you were supposed to get the bracha for Gashmias is because Tati, because Yitzchak thought that I'm a Yeshivahalim. He's going to throw me to the field. That I'm going to be go. I'm going to go off to Derech. But you fooled him. You were off to Derech, and you were in the field. But you made yourself all from. He said, "Look, I was right. 
Mommy was right. I was right. In Lobangarti, they took me and threw me to the worst place in the world, tying with Shamati. So I deserve to get the bracha. The reason that the reason Yitzhak, my father, didn't give me the bracha was because he, scared, he was scared that Gashmis would affect me. But my mother was right. Gashmis didn't affect me. So don't have any kindness to me. I was supposed to get the bracha. I was the bachar. The reason I didn't get the bracha because Taki didn't want to take me out of yeshiva and, and give me and give me all this gashmias. But you see, you were wrong. So you can't have any kindness to me. I went. I was deep in the gashmias. I was the most gashmias guy in the whole world, and I kept the mitzvahs. So Tati wasn't right. Mommy was right. That's why he told him because you think you think Asaf cared if you kept if you put on tefillah or not. And he was saying that my father was worried that I'm going to be going to the field. I'm not going to be as good as you because he thinks you're a tzaddik. I went into the field and I came back and I kept the mitzvahs. So you have to understand that by Yitzhak that this was very hard for him. He did not want to go into the world. He wanted to do what what uh, his father did, what Avraham Avinu did, send somebody to find me a wife and let me keep learning. Just bring it to the house and let me keep learning. So it was a very big way. He left Beersheva. It's much deeper than Beersheva. He left the place where he was at Ishtam Yeshivahalam. He left Vayetzin. It says it makes a Roshim. It was a Roshim on him. You have to understand the whole cycle before he went to sleep on Har Maria, right? Okay. So now, because Bochu has to teach him a very important lesson. Hashem has to teach Yaakov Avinu before he goes to Lavan, before he goes into the world. I mean, he is the one that from him came the Shvatim, came us. Yaakov is the one who finally became a nation, right? So he, he's the father of the nation. Avram is the father of the world. Avram, Yitzhak, but Yaakov is the father of the nation. He had twelve. He had the twelve shvatim. So he had to learn a lesson before he went into the world. He was a guy coming out of yeshiva. His lesson was that don't think that Esav's world, your world, are two separate worlds. They're not. They're connected by a ladder. The Adama and the Shamayim is one. He did not know that. He thought, you want to be connected to Hashem? Learn. You want to be connected to the other side, the Satan? Work. Materialism, that's his side. Torah, that's Hashem's side. He had to learn before he went into the world and, and Klaishol became a nation, before he had children, before he got married, before anything, he had to learn that they're, they're one and the same. They're one in the same. That's why Hashem created the world. So not that you should fast, right? That's a different religion. You don't fast to get closer to Hashem. You fast to do tshuva. An apple is the way you connect to Hashem. I make a bracha. All the physical acts that a person does is to connect to Hashem. He thought there were two separate things. Yitzhak thought there were two separate things. Now, so he comes to Harabayas. Now, let me explain to you what Harabayas is. Harabayas, which is Haramoria, right, where he was, where he went to sleep, is where the world, according to the Zaya, where the world was created physically. Hashem took a stone called the Evan Shasia, and from that stone, the whole world was created. Now that stone is on Haramoria. In fact, it's in the, 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 the dome of the, the gold dome, the mosque. That there's a stone there. Just a bit of it sticking out of the ground with the huge stone that's underneath it. That's the Evan Shasiyah. Now that Evan Shasiyah, a lot of things happened on that Evan Shasiyah. Number one, the world was physically created from the Evan Shasiyah. The, the, it's brought down that the Akedat Yitzchak was on that stone. That was, that was the Mizbeach. That's the one that's there now? Yeah. Yeah. 
So the 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 uh, the Akedah Yitzchak was done there. The base Hamigdash was built on that. So the highest spiritual building in the world, highest spiritual place in the world, was on the Eben Shesiyah. But also the physical place, of the, the source of the physical place of the world was the Eben Shesiyah. The source of the spiritual place of the world was the Eben Shesiyah. That's where he was that night. So he knew that Aram Avinu used to go over there to Davin because the holiest place. He knew the base of Mishra was going to be built there. When he was going through there, it was still light. Still light. Hashem made the sun set early because he would have just gone through Davin and left. Right? Or gone to where he had to do in Davin. Once Hashem made it dark, he had to sleep there. Why did Hashem have to make him sleep there? Because the way to the way to bridge the physical world and the spiritual world is only through a dream. In, in the in the real life, in the three-dimensional world of, of real life, he couldn't see that sulam. He couldn't see that sulam. Because that sulam is spiritual. It's a spiritual sulam. So he can see that sulam if he's sleeping. When you're sleeping, you're in the spiritual world. And you're in the physical world at the same time. Your body's physical. Your dreaming is totally spiritual. It's not physical. You're not in the car that you're dreaming about. It's a, it's a, it's a thought. It's machshava. It's the other world. We spoke about this. It's the other world. So Hashem had to take the sun down, put him into, put him to sleep, so Hashem could connect the physical and spiritual world to him. Okay. So the sun down goes down early. Vayachalom, and he, and he, and he dreams. Vinei sula mutzav artsa, v'roishem egiya shemaima. Now, according to Shemshon Rosh Hirsch, because it says, Sula Shemaima, so there's two ways this ladder could have been built. It could have been built from the ground up, or it could have been built from the, from the Shemaim down. So he says, we built from the Shemaim down, not from the ground up. Okay? And, and, and the, the, the Malachim went down, and they came back up. And he says, very interesting, from Kabbalah, he says that all day long, I don't know exactly what this means, but all day long, Malachim come down to the world to look at you. You have a certain surah in the next world, what you're supposed to look like. I don't mean your face, but you look spiritually. So the Malachim come down, if you don't look like the surah that you look like up there, that you're supposed to look like up there, you get patched. You get punished. So Yaakov, he was sleeping. They came down to see who he was. The whole nation class was coming from him. And they were going to hurt him because he was sleeping in such a holy place. But the Malachim told him, the other Malachim that were going up or coming down, told them that his picture of Yaakov is on the Kisar cover. So they left him alone. Yaakov's picture is on the Kisar cover. But anyway, so we've, I don't know what that means. His picture is on it. So they, they've seen him before. When they came down to see his human thing, they, they had seen him in Shemayim. On Hashem's Kisar covered. I don't know what that means, whatever it means. It means, it means a good thing. It says that you look at a full moon, if you look at a full moon, the face on the moon is Yaakov Avinu. Yaakov Avinu. That's what it says. His sewer, it's coming from the Kisar cover from his sewer. Anyway, so, the Malachim of Hashem were going up, they were going up, and they were coming down. Now, we always talk about every year why specifically a ladder. Why not a stairway? Stairway to heaven. Right? Or a road. Or a ramp. I asked this when I was a kid, like, a stair? How many, how many miles can go up, can go up a ladder? Because you're thinking, I'm thinking fire engine ladders, one guy. Right? 
hundreds of thousands of millions of Malachim going up a ladder? Huh? One step at a time. Right, but, but, oh, you mean that's why it was used the ladder, right? That is one of the reasons that's used the ladder, because, because going up, well, going up steps, it's also one step at a time, but whatever. You're supposed to, you're supposed to go up one step at a time. But the nice, the, the terrace that I, that I'm very into is that a ladder is the only thing that when you go down, you have to look up. You walk down a road, you look down. You walk down a ramp, you look down. You walk down steps, you look down. A ladder, when you go down, you're always looking up. You turn around, look down, you're going to fall off. You have to back down, back down, back down. You're always looking up. So Hashem knew that Yaakov Avinu was going into very hard times. Dina, getting, getting attacked, and losing Yosef, and losing his Ruch Kodesh, and, and his, his wife Rachel dying at childbirth, and Lavan, and everything that he went through. It was very, very hard. So Hashem said, listen to me. You need to understand the ladder. That when you're going up, of course you're going to look up. When you walk up, you're going to, of course you're going to look up. You're going to say, thank you, Hashem, life is great. But you should know that I'm the same Hashem needs of all of that. Because Baruch says, I'm standing on the top of the ladder. It doesn't change whether you're going up the ladder or down the ladder, whether it's good or life is not good. I am always at the top. And a ladder always leans. If you lean it against the wall, it leans on the top of the ladder. It doesn't lean on the bottom, it leans on the top, the topmost part. Those two little things, they lean onto the wall. Because Baruch says... Who's on top? Who you lean, you're leaning on me. You have nothing to worry about. The top of the ladder is me. That's why Kodesh Baruch used the ladder. It's the only thing that you go down, you have to look up. That's why he used the ladder. That, and that was, that was a lesson that was supposed to be taught, supposed to be taught to Yaakov. So, he says, so Hashem, Hashem, needs of Allah, and he says, you guys are me out for our right, fine. But he cuts Yaakov Mishnasai. Yaakov wakes up from his sleep. Right? Is that what it means? Right, he wakes up from his sleep. Behold! God is in this place. Your father diving there, Avonavino diving there. I'm sure with all your learning, you knew what Hav Maria was. And now you wake up, Hashem is in this place. You didn't know Hashem is in this place. You go to sleep to find Hashem is in this place. Right? He said, behold! Behold! Like, he just, something was just, Shown him, right? Revealed to him. He knew, every Jew knew that Harabayas, what it was. He knew what it was. What's this also Achain behold, right? Number one, Kashim. What does that, what does that, what does that statement? He could have just said, Wow, Hashem is, he's making a statement. I didn't know. Okay? What's he saying over here? Vayira. And he's very scared. What are you scared of? What did you do wrong? You slept there? What's wrong with that? What's wrong with sleeping? I'm sure he said Kriyashma, right? Vayira. Whoa. What was he scared about? How, how this place is in awe. I'm in awe of this place. Isn't this the house of God and this is the gate, gateway to Shemayim? Now, why do I ask you what, what does, um, which means Yaakov woke up and he says it's unbelievable and it's scary Yaakov woke up in the morning you told me already he woke up you don't wake up twice what happened over here you just told me he woke up and he said wow check out this place so he woke up he was talking right you got nervous next passage Oh, but you get to my Yashkim are two different words. Right, right. But they both mean he woke up. 
He's talking. Wow, it's unbelievable. He's up, right? So what's this Vayashkim Yaakov? it's Evan. He woke up now again. Right, maybe he went back to sleep, you think? It wasn't his dream, it was when he woke up. No, he said it. He said it. No, it's not. The Torah wouldn't say he was said it in his dream. Vayomer means he said it. He, he, he mouthed it. More, he was even more aware. It means he woke up, and now it says again he woke up. It's very nice what you're saying, but what? It says Yashke Yaakov Baboka. He woke up in the morning. It's not didn't say Yashke Yaakov. That means he got up. He woke up, and now he says now he's in action. and he took the stone. I should summarize that was under his head. Which maybe we'll talk about next week. We don't have time this week. But Yosef Oyser Matseva, he made it to Matseva. He took Shemana Raisha and he put oil on his head, which is another big kasha. He put oil on the rock. We all know, and the Medjish says that Eliphaz, who was Asaph's son, was sent to kill him. And he used to learn with Yaakov. And Yaakov said, You don't have to kill me. Just take everything away from me because Anish uh, of Kemei. So a person who was poor is considered dead. So Eliphaz took everything, including his clothing. He left them without anything on. And Yaakov was in a river, in a stream, in a river, without any clothing. He was stuck. He couldn't go anywhere. Because if he had one, if he had anything left, then he's not considered like he's dead. So Levi's took everything. So the Medjish says that that a rich Arab came to the to the river, and he went in to swim. So he took all his clothing and put it on the edge. And a big wave came, and he drowned. And Yaakov saw him dead, so he took his clothing. And that was the clothing that he wore when he came to Har Maria. So Eliphaz took everything. So the question is, if Eliphaz took everything, how can it be that Yaakov woke up in the morning and the first thing he did, he took oil and he put it on the stone. Where did he get the oil from? If Eliphaz took... If Eliphaz took everything, where did this oil come from? He had no oil. The beautiful Medrash Rabbah. And the Medrash Rabbah says, the Kushbochu put that Pach Shemen, after you created the world, that Pach Shemen he put... Arha Maria for Yaakov Avinu and that Pach Shemen the magic part of it was that when you poured it out it refilled it was a small Pach Shemen and that Pach Shemen was used to anoint every king in the Klai because it had to be anointed by oil and the Mishkan all the Kalim on Mishkan and all the Kalim in the base of Megdash and the Kohen Gedalim and it kept pouring and that's the Pach that he went back for because he wasn't just going to go back for a pach, but he went back for this pach because it was a special pach. And that's the pach that they found in Reza Migdash on Hanukkah. And that's why Hanukkah is eight days, not seven. Because Lamai said the first day, they had enough for the first day. So why is it eight days? They had enough for the first day. It lasted for eight days, so it's seven days. There was no miracle on the first day. One of the terutsim is that he used, they found that pach. When they poured it out and they filled up all the neiraj, it refilled. So that happened every day, so it was eight days. So this pach has a whole trip. Chidot talks about a lot. It started here, it started in a creation, and, and, and it was here. Otherwise, how would, he, how would he have it? Anyway, so that's the pach. But we're not talking about the pach tonight. So, let me tell you what's going on over here. Yaakovina went to sleep. And he saw in his dream that there was this ladder that connected Shemayim and Oretz. Now, it says specifically in the Pasuk, its foundation was in the ground. So he saw that 
the foundation of the ladder is in the ground. God is on top of the ladder. Grounded, the earth is on the bottom of the ladder. So the ladder is connecting Shemayim Baaretz. So he, he was always the guy who was living Shemayim. His head was in Shemayim. Now, because Baruch was showing him, no, you have to be able to connect your life, the way you get dressed, the way you speak to your wife, the way, the way you are with your eyes, the way you are with your ears, what comes out of your mouth. All the physical stuff is part, is on that ladder that's connecting Shemayim Baaretz. So it's not like they're separate. Just the opposite. He doesn't want us to be priests that we don't get married. That's not what he wants. He doesn't want us to be monks who fast for 40 days and live by themselves. He needs to create a world, a world for that. So he needed to teach Yaakov in this dream that you need to have both. And of course, yeah, we see later on, Yaakov became a shepherd, whatever he had. You need to have both, and, and that's why I created my world. And they have to be connected. And that he didn't know, and that scared him. He was prepared for a world of Torah and, and sitting in the yeshiva. He was not prepared to go and deal with a loved one or to deal with physical things. He was very scared that he's going to lose the whole Yiddishkeit if he's going to deal with physical things. So what did Hashem say? Very interesting. There's a lot of kashas on the Yitzhukim. It said when Hashem gave him the bracha, Hashem said this, Hashem was standing above him, Hashem, I am Hashem. Who am I? Elokei Avram Ovicha. I am Hashem, the God of Avram, your father. Avram was not his father. Avram was his grandfather. So he called Avram Yaakov's father. And how does the Torah speak about Yitzchak? So it says, I am the God of Avram, your father. And the God of Yitzchak, not his father. What's going on over here? His grandfather, you're calling his father. And his father, you're not calling his father. What's going on over here? Because in this dream, HaKadosh Baruch was telling him, your essence in the spiritual world, your essence, right? Your father in the spiritual world is not Yitzchak. You're not a Yeshev Ahalam. You're not Yitzchak. For you to be successful, to create a Kalah Yisrael, to create a nation for me, your father, which means your Rebbe, sort of, has to be Avram. Avram was the opposite. He went into the shuk. He went into the fields. He went into the cities. He preached about HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He was all over the place. He didn't sit in yeshiva. He was around the whole world. He took the spirit in this physical world. His whole kiruv was based on inviting people to his house to eat, to drink, to sleep. So he said, the Pasuk says, your father, when it comes to you, Yaakov, when it comes to the way you need to bring up your children, when it comes to your spirituality, your father's Avram, not Yitzchak. You can't just sit in a tent. That's not why you're here. So already, in the dream, Hashem is telling him, you got you got you, you got to go out there. I know it's hard for you, but you got to go out there. And then HaKadosh Baruch showed him, that don't think it's not a from thing to, to be a shoemaker, and a plumber, and an electrician, and a builder, and a rabbi, all of it. It's all the same. As long as it's connected to Kosh Baruch So he said, you got to go into the world. And therefore, the earth is, is, what goes on on the earth, that's, without the earth, there's no ladder. You have to hear what it's saying over here, that what, what the dream is saying. It's very, very deep. It's saying the foundation of the ladder is the earth, not the top. 
What's the word the Torah uses? Mutz of Artsa. It's it's stable on the earth. So so Hakadosh Baruch Hu is on the top, but the earth has to be stable, or the ladder falls. If you're not able to connect the earth to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, the ladder falls. The foundation of the of the of the ladder is the earth. Is every one of us? It's sneers. It's how you dress. It's how you eat. It's how you talk to people. It's how being a human. And I saw in a safer. And you should know, Yaakov, you're going to fall. You should know that a human being is going to fall. Even my malachim, even angels, they fall. Some of them are good, some of them are bad. Some of them listen, some of them don't listen. Give me a sitter for a second. I'll read you something very interesting. Any sitter that has Shabbos in it. You guys, some of you are not married, but the married guys, we say this every Friday night. Um, it doesn't make any sense. You have to think. Everyone has to think. You don't think, you end up a dummy. To ask questions. So I sang this with my father. This is the following. So after you, um, after you, after you say Shalom Aleichem, so there's a rebellion called Elamim, right? In there we say, I thank you, Hashem. Hashem, Elokai, 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 the God of my forefathers. I'm thanking you for all the good that you did with me. I'm even thanking you for what you're going to do with me. And I want to thank you, Hashem, for my whole household. I want to thank you, Hashem, for all your creations. And the Jews, I want to thank you, Hashem, for thank you for all the Jews. Now listen to this. And your angels should be blessed the holy ones and the pure ones, she'oisim ritzenecha, that do your will. Are there malachim that don't do your will? So why, why don't we just say, right, on all the malachim, they all do your will. So the Mepharshim say, no they don't. No they don't. Well, no, 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 he's not. When they said that, um, when they, when they thought that they, they were going to uh, destroy Sodom, but they didn't mention that Kaddish Baruch Hu, the power was taken away from them. I don't, I don't know that shot, but... You know what I'm talking about. The reason that Malachim do the will of Hashem is because they live there. So they it's like... They're perfect. They're the perfect. No, no. The reason they do what the will of Hashem is because they live there. So if I'm... If I have a machine gun, and, and I'm the king, whatever it is, and you live next door to me, you're not going to do anything wrong. So they're on that level, but Malachim cannot do the, can not sometimes not do their shlikos. So what? It's not a din in the bechira. It's a din. It's a din in the. It's a din in the perfection of the way they were created. But they're they're created. No, they're not. No, they're not. They're not. No, Malachim can can cannot. There are Malachim that rebel. The nefilim, the terror, the nefilim, kashvachol through Manashemayim. They said, if we were on the world. We would never do. So they weren't perfect. Hashem threw them out of Shemaim. What? Why did they get thrown out of Shemaim? They're allowed to come. So they're not, if they're perfect. He's saying they're perfect. <laughs> and what happened with the moon? Moon has Bechira? Moon said, I want to be bigger than the sun? The Bechira? How come the trees didn't listen to Hashem when he said, Your bark should taste like your fruit? So there is room. There's room, we see in all these things, that there's room 
for not behaving. I don't. I can't explain that to you. I don't know the creation that well. But there's room for that. The trees didn't listen, and the trees made that decision on their own. Why did why the trees? Hashem gave the trees a commandment when He created them. Your bark, your wood, should taste like your fruit. Anyone here know why they didn't listen? They didn't, the only tree that listened was the Esther tree. Didn't they listen to the No, no. I thought people would eat them. Would eat what? The tree. So, what's wrong with that? What? So they did it with Shem Shemayim. They said, they did it with Shem Shemayim. They said, the Major says this, the tree said that if, if, if we don't have any taste and the fruit has taste, so every year, right, no one's going to eat us because we're wood. They're going to eat the fruit. So we'll be able to, for a hundred years, we'll be able to give fruit. But if the tree tastes like the fruit, they're going to eat the tree and there'll be no fruit. The deal is Shem Shemayim. Wrong. Sakash Baruch who punished them, he waited until the the Avera was done by the Eitz and they all got punished because part of the punishment was that there'll be the earth will give out thorns and weeds and all this other stuff. That was part of their punishment. Well, the Misa, they they did it for the right reason, but they didn't listen. Hashem said, "This is what I want." They didn't listen. They had their their own. It, it makes sense, right? What they did was, was, if the tree has a taste and someone's going to eat the tree, there's no more fruit next year. So they said, we're not going to have the taste. Every year the fruit will be given. They got what they wanted. Yeah, they, well, yeah. What okay. was the punishment? Because yeah. they didn't listen. Anyway, now we use it for firewood, so they still don't give fruit anyway. But that's why now I'll chop down a, a fruit tree. Now I'll use a fruit tree for firewood. Okay. Anyway, also, a tree is called Asasada. A fruit tree is called etzasad because that's an adam. An adam gives fruit, gives, has, multiplies. So a fruit tree is also considered etzasad. If you chop it down, it's like you're killing a person. Anyway, so the point here over is that this whole dream, this whole dream was to explain to Yaakov that you can't live in your world anymore. You have to live in the world. And you have to connect it. And that he was very, very scared. That's why the project says, now, the yikat means that you guys said the answer. I just I pushed it over. But Yikat means that he was awakened, not not um, really in the physical way. He woke up. He he woke up to this fact. In other words, Hashem was teaching him a lesson in the dream, and the Torah was telling us he got it. He got it. So it's by Yikat Yaakov Mishnasa What he gets that Hashem is not only up there. But he's, in, he's here. And he's not only in the base on Migdash, he's in my house. And he's everywhere I go. So he said, Okay, behold, Yesh Hashem, there is Hashem, but Makam Hazeh, I never knew this. I always thought that only sitting and learning. I always thought that you have to separate yourself. He said, straight up, I didn't know this. This is something new to me. But Yira became very, very scared. And he said, "But you my This is crazy that this world in base Elokimza. I thought the house of Hashem is in Shemayim. I just found out that I'm living in His house. Well, guess what? If you're living in God's house, you're going to dress differently. You're going to talk differently. And you're going to be tznius. And if you're living in His house, you ain't bringing movies into God's house. And you're not bringing internet to God's house." So he said, oh my gosh, this is Hashem's house? This world? That was Vayetze Yaakov. Yaakov did not know that. 
This was something brand new to him. But he needed it because he was created, he, through him was a nation was coming. And in our nation, we have shoemakers and we have people who, who are farmers and they're no different as long as what they're doing is connected to Hashem. Then, he took this stone, right? And what did he call it? Godless. What did he call it? He just found out something that he never knew. It's such a simple pusik, but nobody understands, nobody realizes it. So now, you just woke up, you had this theory that God is, and by the way, there's, no, no, there's a, there's a lot of religions, and that's the difference between our religion and most religions. God, you're up there. That's your house. I'll see you when I get there. This is my house. You don't come here. I don't go there. We do whatever we want here. This is my house. That's your house. Separation. Oh, son, he found that, Yaakov. No. My house is not up there. My house is through the apple, through the orange, through the marriage, through having children, through putting on tefillin, through eating, through going to the bathroom. To the lowest thing. To the highest thing. It's all my house. Now, what would you call this world? If, if you had this revelation, what would you call it? What would you call this world? What? Base Kale! The house of God! So he wakes up in the morning. And he takes this stone. And he makes it into a monument. And he puts oil on it. The house of God. He said, I'm in this world, and I just found out something crazy. I'm living the house of God. And any Jewish person that realizes this lesson, that Yaakov was taught, Yaakov didn't know this. Yaakov thought, Hashem is up there, the top of the ladder. There's no connection. You sit and learn, you're with Hashem. You go to the bathroom, that's nothing, to, that's, that's, that's human, that's low. Hashem said, no, it's not low, you're in my house. This world is my house, not up there in Shemayim. This is my house, not the base of Migdash, and not in Shemayim, but in your bedroom, and at work, and in Yeshiva, and in your car, and wherever you are, this is my house, base kill. And that's why he called it base kill when he woke up, and, and to this day, and he made promises and whatever it is, and that's it. And of course, if the physical and spiritual are combined, so any kind of money that I make, you get 10% or, or 20%. Because I realize now, why, why do I have to give tzedakah for money that I make on this world if, if the, that world and this world are not connected? Whatever I make, I eat. So that's what I'm doing Hashem. He's in the other world. When I get there, what I'm doing, I'm in the physical world. I work hard, whatever I plant. Why am I giving him anything? The answer is, what are you talking about? This is my house. We're together. It's one thing. This is my house. Not there. This is my house. This is a huge revelation to Yaakov Avinu. And he needed to have that revelation before he went to Lavan. He had to understand that even when he's by Lavan, God is everywhere. And, and Rachel, Imenu, Taka took the Avodah Zara when she left to take it out of, to take it out of Lavan's house. 
But this is the revelation of this week's parsha, and this is something that we need to learn this week specifically. That Akash Baruch Hu, it's scary, and it scared Jacob Avinu, and he was a big tzaddik. It should definitely scare us a lot more. You need to know that when you turn on that internet, when you watch that movie, whatever you're doing, when you scream at your wife, when you when you're not having derech, you have to know you're doing this in the house of God, is with Him living right here with you. Not He's watching you from Shemayim. Not watching you from Shemayim. This is where He is. He lives here. In your house, He lives here. In your shul, in your house, when you're talking, when you're, whatever you're doing, He lives here. And talking, but Yiriyako, He's like, oh my God, this is Beisalo Kim. And that's what this whole dream is about. This whole dream was about that. And the, and the whole the whole twelve stones and the becoming one stone is also very 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 deep because the stone is the foundation and Yaakov put twelve stones he's going to have twelve shvatim and that protected him that was supposed to protect him in the morning he woke up and he, and Baruch Hu taught, what was the lesson of the twelve stones that twelve stones is not cholesterol twelve shvatim are not cholesterol when the twelve stones are one. When it becomes one, when it becomes an achdos, becomes one, then then you can lean your head on it. Th- th- then you have a nation. Twelve stones spread around you, it's nothing. It's nothing. It's not going to last. This is a famous story where this father, um, he was dying, and he wanted to give a message to his kids. So he had twelve sons. So he called them all in. And he was dying. And he said, I want to give you a lesson that you should never forget. And he gave each one of them a straw. Like straw, you know, straw. Like, like animals eat straw. And he said to each one, take this straw and break it in half. Look at the father, he's sick, he's dying. He's like, what? so they all broke it in half. Like, what? He said, okay, now, give me 12 straws. They gave him 12 straws. He put them all together. He said, now break it in half. And they couldn't break it in half. So he wanted to teach them that 12 stones around Yaakov is not a nation. When it becomes one, when it becomes one, then it's a nation. And that's the stone that he used to make the Matzevah. To put the oil on the Matzevah. To teach us that we have to be Ba'achtas, Chasidish, Litvish, Sephardi, Bukharian. That doesn't make a difference. Kleistral's strength is when all 12 stones under his head become one stone. Until that happens, you're not a nation. You think, oh, I have 12 different names. No, it's just the opposite. It'd be one stone. That was the Matzevah that he did. And he used the Shemen from what Akash Baruch Hu created. But the main lesson of this week that we have to understand, and you can look through the, you can look through the pesukim. It's much everything is there. That's why it's called base scale, and it, it, it answers all the questions. Like, what do you mean he woke up? The 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 you have to change the word. The word means he realized. He realized. He learned the lesson. It's an it's a, an awakening. Different. There's physically awakening. You get up in the morning, right? But there's an awakening inside you when you realize something. That's called an awakening. He had an awakening. And he realized. That and I and I and I think that's in every every time um, you're in a situation and you to hold in your head, you should read this pasuk. You have to think hundred percent. is trying to make me forget that I don't know that Hashem is here. Hashem is here. How can I, how can I be talking about someone like this? How can I be looking at this? How can I be listening to this stuff? If Hashem is here. Wherever you are. Not just in shul. People in shul. Be quiet in shul. Right? And when you're talking to somebody else, or when someone's talking, to disturb them and jump into the words, the mission says you're a goylom. 
Right? It's not just in Shul. Hashem is everywhere. That song is 100% correct. I mean, maybe it came from this, from this dream. That's what scared Yaakov. Yaakov thought my whole life, I'm going to be in Yeshiva, they'll send out Eliezer or someone like him, they'll bring home my wife, and everything will be good. He got thrown out, thrown to the wolves, you know, dealt with Asaph later on, dealt with Paro. He, he got thrown out. I mean, he left his tent and got thrown into the world. But as long as he knew that this world is connected to Kaj Baruch Hu, he handled it. That's what we all need to know. We all need to know there's a ladder, and whatever we do on earth is connected to Kaj Baruch Hu, and, and that the ladder is always leaning on Hashem. And bottom line, going up, going down. And I just heard it this week. I, I don't know where it is. To, to teach us that even malachim go up and down. So what are you getting nervous about if you're falling? That was a lesson to see. That they go down, but they go back up again. Those are malachim. So surely, if you're going to fall down, don't worry about it. Malachim fall down, you could also fall down. I mean, there's a lot more pshat than they're going from right to stroll, coming to chutzot, whatever it was. But it was a picture. It's not always going up. And it says that, I don't remember the measures, the fascinating measures. And he asked Hashem to show him on the ladder where the Romans would be, where the Greeks would be, where he would be. And Hashem showed him that the Jews attack the island of Yardin. The guy get a certain rung on the ladder, and that's where they are, right? But that's it, they can't go any further. And we're island of Yardin. We go down, we come back up. We go down, we come back up. It's an interesting shot. It says that um, that on the if you hit the 50th, if you hit the 50th level of Tomah, you can never come out. So Mitzrayim, they hit the 49th, right? Hashem didn't let them hit the 50th, he grabbed them out. But now we're in the 50th Tomah. So if we're in the 50th level of Tomah, Chazal says, how are we going to get out? In Mitzrayim, you took them out in the 49th. How are we going to get out? So there's two answers. One, you can't, you can't get out of the 50th level of Tomah without Torah. Since Christ was in Mitzrayim before they got to Torah, so once you hit the 49th, if you hit the 50th without Torah, you can never get out. They didn't have Torah, so Hashem couldn't wait. We have Torah, so you're on the 50th. But I heard a different shot. Toma and Tara, good and bad, runs that if you go down to the 49th level of Toma, then you can get to the 49th level of Kedusha. If you go to the 50th level, so Kleistro only can get to the 49th level of Kedusha. If you hit the 50th level of Toma, then you can get to the 50th. It doesn't mean you should go to the 50th level of Toma, but, but the possibility, it's sort of about how hard you throw the ball against the wall, that's how hard it can come back at you. So Kleistro is now in the 50th. We could hit the 50th level of Kedusha, which is, of course, when Mashiach comes. So, the bracha to everyone is, you know, it's, 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 it's very hard, it's very scary, and you should definitely dive in if you can understand these all 17-year-old boys. These are, you know, we're 17, we go to camp, play ball. They're being shot at. They're being shot at, I mean, missiles and bullets. It's, it's not a game, it's a war. It's a real war. It's not, it's not, and these guys are 17, they're young kids. 17-year-old, they're 12th graders in our, in our school system. We need to dominate. Hashem should protect them. That, that, that nothing should happen to them. I heard Nisan in the floods. It's like crazy Nisan. It's like, I don't know, 800 missiles hit Israel already, and everything falls into a field, falls into the ocean. It's just hit a apartment building didn't go off. Like, one nace after another. Hit, hit, a, hit a bus. It was full of kids. Two minutes after they got out of the bus. It's like Mamish Nisan in the floods. It's just, it's, it's not the Iron Dome. I'm saying the missiles that are going in. Because Baruch is always watching us and he loves us. And we need to know, I think this week's Pasha came out 
this way that only we are the way to war and you're losing and you're winning and it's hard and everything else. Because says, but at the top of the ladder, you're leaning on me. Don't worry. And that's what he showed Yaakov. You're leaning on me. Don't worry. And even if things are going not so well, just look up to me. I am on top of the ladder. You don't have to ever look down when you're on a ladder. Never. Also says a ladder because when you're on a ladder, you use your, your hands and your feet. So when a person wants to climb, be kedusha, he has to be reshave rubai in doing what he's doing. It has to be both. Anyway, we should all have the, we should all have the 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 Hashem that this place, this whole lesson was taught, this whole dream was taught, is the place where the physical world was created and the spiritual world was created, and the same place where they meet. And I, I always sit by the stand by the coast when I die and I try to imagine that right there there's this huge ladder of fire. And like Malachal going up and down, up and down the whole time. Because that's where it is. It's behind the castle. It's right behind the castle. That's where and the Evan Shasia is in the mosque. That's where they bow down. I mean that's where they pray to, whatever. So it's Mamash here. It's Mamash for right there. But Hashem and Hashem, we should see the Mizbeach over there again. And the Mesamidash there again. And You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.